What's going on, Chuckleheads? I am Carlo Guadagnino. This is the Dingo Talk Alumni Tour. My guest this week is Georgia McBride, class of 2016. Is Bethany is like a melting pot of so many different people. Um, you go in not knowing anybody and you leave knowing billions and trillions of people that become beyond just your friends. Some of them are your bridesmaids, or your groomsmen, or your you know godparents to your children. And I appreciate every opportunity that I was able to gain from Bethany. And it assisted me throughout my years after I graduated. graduated I still connect with FIMEs from all over the world, which is cool. Um, I know that we were big, but I didn't know that we were that big. So it's really cool to connect with them and see like what they did at their school in comparison to what we did at Bethany. Bethany is the place where you discover yourself and continue to grow into the new self each year. What's going on, Chuckleheads? I am Carlo Guadagnino. This is the Dingo Talk Alumni Tour. My guest this week is Adam Yanos, class of 2005. Uh, Adam's going to tell us everything about his time, how he got to Bethany from New York, uh, what kept him here at Bethany, and then everything that led him back to being an employee of Bethany College for a little bit and what he's doing now. So without further ado, this is Adam Yanos. What's going on, Chuckleheads? I am Carla Guadagnino. This is the Dingo Talk Alumni Tour. My guest this week is Adam Yanos, class of 2005. Uh, Adam, thank you for being on the show. No problem, man. I'm glad, glad to be here. I don't have tea for you, but I've been the last couple episodes I've been doing the water. Apparently, it's healthier for you. So, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Hey, we need to re recharge the body. So, what it is. So, we're going to do this the same way we do every week. Adam's going to tell us about how he made it from New York to Bethany and then what he did while he was at Bethany. We'll take a break, come back. Comps, the thing that connects us all, and then everything he's done since. So, Adam, how, why, why from New York to the northern panhandle of West Virginia? Well, it's funny because everybody always asks, asks me that question, like, why did you pick West Virginia and that part of West Virginia and it was basically, I looked at it growing up in New York. I grew up in Queens, New York. Um, and it was one of those things that I always knew I was going to go to college. And I always said, for me, college, you go away to college. Um, in New York, you have all the SUNY schools and the CUNY schools, which SUNY is State University of New York and CUNY is uh, City University of New York. Um, so with having those, there was so many um, my graduating class, I also went to an all-boys school, Montana McClancy High School in East Elmhurst, New York. So it was an all-boys school, and everyone from my graduating class um, went to, almost everyone from my graduating class went to a SUNY or CUNY school. Um, I would say a handful of us went to out-of-state schools. Um, so I was just, it was one of those things I already knew I was going to go away. Um, and then going through your typical senior year, going through college visits, college fairs, our college fairs were at Madison Square Garden. So like that's, you got to think of it, how big Madison Square Garden is. Um, there was always close to a thousand schools there and it's just going up and down, up and down. Um, and I never met Bethany at any of the college fairs. It was, it was just a random, um, time that I was going into our guidance counselor's office, uh, Brother Brian was like, oh, what schools are you looking at? And I kept telling him, I was like, I want to go out of state. He was like, do you know where? I was like, out of state. Farthest place my mom would let me go was Virginia or like Connecticut. So I had at least the regions. And so I was just like, well, let me go. We, at that time, it was still um, Yahoo and very the softwares that they would do just to look for colleges. Um, and then I also knew I wanted to continue playing a sport. Um, I was on the track and field team, so I knew I wanted to continue that. So I was just like, all right, Adam, where do you want to go? Um, I was getting recruited to the University of Charleston in West Virginia for javelin, but then 
was just like, I was reading and I was like, man, that's a division two school, so much high expectations. Not saying I couldn't do it. It was one of those, do I want to go from a big city to a college that was pretty big, but then be known as, all right, you're coming in to throw javelin. And I was like, I don't know, maybe, maybe so. So I just kept doing my research and found this small little school in the Northern Panhandle, West Virginia, Bethany College. So I was like, oh, let me look at it. Clicked it and looked at um, the academics. Um, I was, I knew going in, I wanted to do stuff in radio, um, music video production. And then I saw that their comm department had um, TV, television, things like that. So I was like, well, this, this might be a, a good fit. I was like, I don't know if I'll end up being, that'll be my career, but I was just like, you know what, let me keep looking at it. Um, so I started reaching out, um, reached out to the admissions department. They started sending me information. Um, and then I was just like, well, let me talk to my track and field coach in high school and tell him about the, the school and say, look, that is a division three. I know I'm not going to get no scholarships. And he kept saying, look, you could, you know, you could get a scholarship from the University of uh, Charleston in West Virginia. You sure you don't want to do that? I was like, I, at this point, I knew I wanted to go away, but I was just like, look, I'm not going to close off my options. I'll apply to that school and I'll apply to Bethany, but I wanted to be able to still compete, but not feel so stressed. So I applied and they had an open house um, and it was to come down and stay on campus. So I told my mom, I was like, look, this is one of the schools I'm really looking at. Um, I want to go down for the open house. It was a two day open house. So she was like, well, if you want to go down, you want to go down by yourself. I was like, well, I'm going to be there in college by myself. So I'm, I'm going to go down there by well. myself. So, yeah. So this is during the time that it was, you take Greyhounds or you fly out. So there was no mega bus, no, no other bus services. It was Greyhound. So I was like, well, I'll take a Greyhound bus about 10 hours on the road, just because Greyhound, they made these stops and it was 10 hours. And I get to the Pittsburgh Greyhound bus station and uh, a sophomore or junior named Adam Checkton um, picked me up and he played on the uh, men's basketball team. And then, what was her name? Another basketball player, Kiki, Kiki Cohen. That's who picked me up. Kiki Cohen um, picked me up from the Greyhound bus station. It was it was funny because it felt like when you watch movies and people are waiting in the bus station, not knowing who they're picking up, and they had a sign. And I get off and I look. You could tell I was not from Pittsburgh, not West Virginia. I was straight New York. I had a New York hat on. I had Tim's baggy pants. I had a book bag on. I looked like I came from New York. So I came off and I'm like, all right, where the hell am I? I'm like, all right, <laughs> who am I supposed to be looking for? This is also way before cell phones. So there was no way to be like, hey, I'm here. And I'm like, all right, I got their numbers. I got to look for a pay phone. So I get off and I'm looking and I have my bag. And then I see Adam Shepard. He was about 6'2", six, 6'3", six, tall white boy, and then very skinny. And I was just like, and I see a sign and it said New York City, Adam, because I, I already figured they couldn't pronounce my last name and they were not going to try to butcher it. So I was just like, and I walked, I was like, you looking for Adam? It was like, yeah, I was like, I'm Adam. And I was like, oh, hey, man, how you doing? So I was like, cool. So he was real cool. Uh, Kiki Cohen was like, oh, thank you. Like, I'm glad that we found you. We thought we missed you. And I was like, no, the bus was late. And so we jumped in the car and then I'm thinking, off the top of my head, I was like, oh, the school is about five, 10 minutes away. Nope, it's another 45 minutes driving. And I'm used to the city. So downtown driving Pittsburgh. away from a city. Yeah, so downtown Pittsburgh was the city. So I'm like, oh, this is, this is golden. I'm good. Driving, then we leave the city. I'm like, oh, there's the Steelers city. I'm like, all right, cool. We go through the tunnel. I'm like, all right, city is slowly leaving. And I just start seeing mountains. I'm like, all right, Adam. Well, I don't know about this one right now. So I'm like, all right, no problem. Keep going. I was like, you're cool. 
then started seeing cows everywhere and i was just like all right i'm really in the sticks right now so i was like all right we golden we're good just keep it rolling we hit that first where you get to wellsburg and you make the left to go down that windy road man i hit that windy road i was just like i started gripping the seat i'm in the back seat like oh no i was like please don't and then they're they're students so they already know that that route they're just hitting the turns which way i'm just like they're like are you okay and i'm like yeah i'm good i'm good but deep down i'm just like we're about to fall off one of these sides and some of these side cliffs as you know don't have no railing so you either know how to hug them or you veer to the center to, to hit so i was just like all right i was like all right let's see after the windy road you appear and there's bethany i was like okay it's almost like you got to go through the scary patch before you see the light so i get to bethany i was like all right i like this campus is real wide beautiful scenery i was like all right let's see so where we stayed at for the open house was it was called preview day that's what it was it was preview day um where we stayed at was phillips hall so this i was just like okay and they was like oh this is an all-girls dorm but um you're, that's where you house that and there, there was some other students there um a couple of students that did um end up going to bethany um another other students didn't um or they did but didn't graduate let's leave it like that so um so i get oh, there yeah 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 um so they get we get there they had a bonfire and then i got to meet everybody got to meet um some of the other students um who were like the camp counselors for the year and are like RAs for the following year that were there um so then the following day was the actual day that you get to meet everybody faculty members coaches things like that so um and that was at the calf that they had all the booths set up um to talk to everybody and I was there by myself so I knew from the start I was just like all right Adam you must make sure you gather enough information for your mother because she's going to ask you a hundred million questions on what's this, what's this, what's this. So I look like I'm here writing notes down, looking like I'm getting ready for an exam. And I'm just like, all right, and just jotting those notes down. But I made my way, talked to the condo apartment. Um, I actually got to speak to at that time, uh, Russell Cook was the uh, the comp uh, professor who was doing that. Um, station and I got to speak to him and he seems pretty cool. I was just like, all right, he was one of the hardest professors I've had at Bethany ever. Uh, but he was seem pretty cool. So I'm going through and talking to people. Uh, and you also got to remember, um, at that time, Bethany's diversity was very, very slim. Um, you can count how many um, African American students, Hispanic students were at in one hand. So I'm one of their, like, there was probably two other minorities in the whole preview day that came for the preview day or uh, open house type thing. So I'm walking, I'm walking, and then I make my way to the track and field station. Um, and Coach Don Burns, who was the defensive coordinator for uh, Bethany's football team at the time, he was the head coach. So started talking to him, and I was like, yeah thinking of, I, I compete in high school and he was just like, oh, what do you do? And I was like, shot put, javelin. And then he was like, oh, okay. He was like, yeah, we have a program. It's it's small now. Uh, we have a really good uh, uh, thrower, Zach Cavalier. Um, and then we have a couple of other ones, but Zach is our best one. He's a, at that time he was a junior. And so he was like, he'll be a senior. He won conference. I was like, oh, okay, cool. And then I asked him what he threw. I was like, well, I'm at, I, at the time, Zach was throwing like one, 85, 190. I was like, oh, well, I'm at 162. And he was like, oh, man, you would score right now in our conference. And I was like, oh, okay. So just that rapport that I built up with Don, uh, Coach Burns, I was just like, all right, cool. Like, I felt good. Uh, started meeting other students. And I just felt, it felt welcoming. Um, and that was one of the, the biggest pitches um, going through all the, the orientation stuff, the meetings through the open house that they were like, um, we want to make Bethany feel like home. Mm -hmm. So that's, that stuck to me uh, when I went back home and talked to my mom, talked to my dad. And I was just like, yeah, I think I'm going to, I think I'm going to go to Bethany. And she was like, you sure? It's so far away. What if you get homesick? I was like, look, I always looked at it as one. I wanted to go away to college too. 
I go there for a semester. If I don't like it, just get make sure your grades are good. Then you come back home. Home is always going to be there. So that's how I looked at it. Um, when I told a whole bunch of my friends, I was like, hey, man, I'm, I'm going away to college. They, they thought like, oh, Connecticut, somewhere that you could just drive back home. And I was like, nah, I'm going to West Virginia. They were like, how far is that? And I was like, eight to 10 hours. They're like, man, you you dipping. Like, you, you really leaving. And that's like my friends from school and then like friends from around our, my neighborhood because I grew up in the projects. I'm, I always say I'm a product of my environment. I grew up in the projects. So like when I look at students who, when I was a enrollment counselor and they grew up in the Pittsburgh projects, I could relate to them because I was like, I get it. I, I know what you've gone through. I know what you've gone through. I know what it is to be worried about, man, I don't want to be at the bus stop at this time because it's too crazy. So I get it. So they were like, man, you going out there, you going out to the sticks. And then of course, like, yo, you know, people are prejudiced out there, they're racist and everything. And of course, during that time at Bethany, it was that uh, the, the Mason Dixon line was so close to um, Bethany and there was still ties of that out there. But I was just like, look, man, I grew up in New York. Um, that model, you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. But I looked at it as I I'm me. Like, if you can't like me for me, then it ain't, we, we were not meant to vibe. So I was just like, we, we just kept it like that. And I told my mom, I was like, yo, mom, like, I really think Bethany's the place. I was just like, I just felt something about it. Like, I went to some of the SUNY schools and CUNY schools. I even visited uh, the University of Charleston in, in West Virginia. And it, it just, that, that feel wasn't there. Mm -hmm. It just wasn't there. So I was just like, this is what my, my gut and my heart is saying, go here. So I was just like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to take that jump. I'll go solo dolo. I'll go out there by myself and see how that first semester goes. If that first semester goes great, then we ride it out until I graduate. And that's the story. And then the first semester went great. That's so, you're, the story. so you're here, you, uh, and you got very involved, so you were involved in the track team, and that continues. We'll get into more of that in the second part, where mm -hmm. while you're here as an aroma counselor, you're also involved as a track coach, uh, mm -hmm. throwing coach. Um, you got involved in Greek life, your Sigma Nu. Yes. And you were a part of the one big one I want to touch on is the, the judicial, the student judicial board. Mm -hmm. So... Greek life at that time why did was that something you were going you came in I'm gonna join Greek life or was it a you like you said earlier about stepping out of the box that was the best way to step out of the box or your box at that point mm -hmm. um it it was one of those things that I I knew about Greek life um and what I knew about it was like your typical stereotype like all they party um and they drink a lot and then they 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 do some kind of philanthropy so i was just like well let's see maybe i'll find find one if it's not for me i don't need to buy and i looked at it that i don't need to buy my friends and that was the whole mentality i don't need to buy my friends so um when i went to bethany and, and started um that's when college uh campbell village was just built it was the first year campbell village was built so I roomed, my roommates were um, Steve Raddick, who graduated, he was a Sigma Nu. Justin Costa, who was on the soccer team, was a Sigma Nu. Uh, Chris Feast, who graduated and was a Sigma Nu. But Chris and myself were freshmen. Steve was a sophomore and Justin was a sophomore. Steve was on RRA. So when I got the pamphlet of saying, oh, these are going to be your roommates, I always looked at it as, oh, it was like Steve Raddick. And then he was like, he's your RA. And I was like, oh, man, that's kind of weird. His name is Raddick, R-A Dick. And I was like, he's an RA. Like, it's already in his name. I was like, he's meant for this kind of job. So, um, so when I got there, it was one of those things. Like, he was real welcoming, Justin, as well. And I was new. And I was just like, all right, hey, what's up, guys? And like that first that first day, first night at, Beth, at Bethany was you're trying to see everybody, see what's everybody talking to, trying to talk because everybody's still, oh, I don't know you. I don't really want to talk to you. You have your roommate, things like that. Um, and Steve was the first one. He was like, hey, man, um, I'm part of a fraternity, Sigma Nu. 
you don't have to come. There's other frats, uh, Delta Tau, Delta, Beta, Theta, Pi, Ka, uh, Phi Tau. Um, I know they'll be doing stuff on campus. It's welcome, like welcome week. They, they always do stuff. But if you want, um, you can always come down to Sigma Nu, chill. We're going to be watching football because I think there was a college football game going on. He was like, we're going to have wings. I was like, all right, no problem. So I just, I let him go. And then later on, I was just like, you know what? Let me, I don't, I don't want to stay stuck in my room. Let me go down. And so I went down. And when I went down, it was just like, everybody was just chilling. It was almost like that image of a fraternity house where everybody's watching football and then just goofing around. And, and I came in and Steve was like, hey man, what's up? He was like, let me introduce you to everybody. Um, and when I went there, it was one of those like experiences of like, man, that's definitely, if I needed to see diversity, the house had diversity. Uh, Moni Ta, which uh, he was from New York. Uh, so me and him just really chopped it up real quick. And he was like, oh, what part of New York are you from? And then I was like, oh, you've been here. And so he was Indian, but he knew New York just like I knew New York. So we connected uh, Jared Simmons, uh, Jesse Halden and then um, Joshua Beckett. And then I just started just meeting people and just going around the house and people were playing cards, learn how to play Euchre. Euchre is real big in that area. So like, I never played Euchre and they was, they was like, what do you play? And I was like, spades. And it was like, none of us, like, we know how to play spades, but we don't really play spades, but we play Euchre. And I was like, how does it play? And then it's kind of like spades, books and everything. So I was like, oh, I should be able to get this. So it was just a good time. And I mean, it's a fraternity. So drinking was happening but it was one of those things like they didn't pressure it on me they were like hey man if you want to drink a Budweiser over there um you don't have to but it's over there I was like all right cool and at that time I was just like ah, I'm good let me let me feel it out first you know feel it out so with doing that it was just like man like I felt welcome and like during that week the other fraternity houses were doing stuff and everybody was cool and like I think just the way I was I just was very open like and people asking like oh where are you from and I just chopped it up with them so I was really cool with a lot of fraternity houses even though I pledged Sigma Nu I was really cool with a lot of fraternities there and then during my time I I ended up DJing I ended up being the DJ for all like the formals on campus um, and then I also DJed one of um, Zeta Tau Alpha's uh, 50th anniversary or centennial um, out there. And that's where I met Evelyn at as well. And so I just, I was able to become that, what I wanted to be. I, I came from a big city and I was a small pond in a big city. Now I'm in a small city and I wanted to make a name for myself. I wanted to say like people know, oh, that's Adam. He's from he's from New York. He also DJs. He's real cool. You can talk to him, you know? So, and that's what I wanted. I wanted to be able to say, okay, like people know me. And granted, at Bethany, it's hard not to know everybody. But I was so cool and acclimated with everybody on campus, all like different pockets of students, all like the cool kids, the nerdy kids, things like that. Um, I was cool with a lot of them. So it was one of those things that it allowed me to say, man, like this was definitely the right choice and Sigma Nu was the right choice. Um, I grew to be more understanding and become an adult in a different fashion just because you start getting more responsibilities. And as an 18, 19, 20 year old, your responsibilities initially are focused on grades and making sure you don't fail out of school. But once I became a member, um, you start seeing the other things of what I, I would say, like building a holistic student. So it allowed me to say, okay, I joined here. Let's see how I could venture into other things. And that's when I joined uh, the Campus Activities Board. SAC was Student Activities Council. Um, Brian Fernandes, who's one of my mentors still. Um, and I grew up, like the love for the school just kept growing and growing from joining Sigma Nu, joining um, Student Activities Council, staying there almost every summer and working uh, with facilities to then working camps and conferences, um, being able to work with like the president, work with these bigger uh, Delta Tau Delta when they had 
their yearly um, like almost like um, conference down at Bethany because that's their founding home place. Um, and then me either DJing their party or Mike doing some mic work and everything with them. Um, and it just, it was, it was probably one of the best decisions, like looking back at it now, just like, man, some of my best friends are from there. People who I've met there and we're just friends. We, anytime we see each other, we're like, Hey man, how you doing? Let's go grab a drink. And in Pittsburgh or what, uh, whatever, um, Steve Raddick ended up being my son's godfather and I'm his, um, daughter's godfather. Um, so, and he's one of my best friends. I was his best man in his wedding. So like, Bethany allowed me to gain more than an education. It gained family members. And that's what I consider family members. Uh, people that have helped me grow through the highs and lows of my life. And they, they continue. And that's what Bethany uh, provided me. Well, so I think that's a good point to, we'll take a pause and we'll come back. Mm -hmm. I'm going to send it to another alumni, KJ Karen Dunn with Maple Shades Outdoors. Uh, Good on Instagram, maple underscore shade dot outdoors, or once you watch this video and hit the like button and subscribe, pop over to his channel. It's Maple Shade Outdoors. Everything you need to know, outdoor game, fishing, um, and all that. That's what he does, and he's really good at it. But this is Adam Yanos. I am Carla Guayano. He is the class of 2005. This is the alumni tour. KJ, take it away. What's going on, everybody? This is Kieran Dunn, founder of Maple Shade Outdoors. You're currently watching Dingo Talk with my man, Carlo. If you're anything like me and you're really enjoying this content, you should like and subscribe his page. You, while you're on YouTube, you should probably just head over and like and subscribe Maple Shade Outdoors. Check out our page, enjoy some videos, some outdoor content. You might as well hop on Instagram, Facebook, follow us, Maple Shade Outdoors. Now that's enough about me. I'm trying to get back and watch the rest of Dingo Talk. So I'll talk to y'all later. What's going on, Chuckleheads? I am Carlo Guadagnino. This is the Dingo Talk Alumni Tour. My guest this week is Adam Yanos, class of 2005. Uh, we left off. We were talking about his time at Bethany. What he didn't share with you is that he and a former guest were king and queen in 2005 of the homecoming court. Uh, the former guest being Ashley Doherty. Uh, Adam, your your highness, sir. Uh, <laughs> so we 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 get through 2005 and we get to comps. Mm -hmm. so communication major. What were comps like studying for them, and what was the outcome? Well, obviously, the outcome is you passed. But what yeah. was the overall thought process while taking the test? Um. So being at the school for five years since I had an extra year since I switched my major. I came in as a computer science major. Um, and then from the computer science standpoint, my sophomore year is when I switched to a comm major. Um, so delayed me a little bit longer, but I still appreciate the extra year um, I was at Bethany. Um, so during comps, like they, that's one of the first things that they tell you, like all oh, you take senior comprehensions, oral and written. Um, and it's basically everything that you learned. So the fear factor is, man, if I don't pass this, I don't graduate. So that fear factor was always there. Um, but as I went, I knew I was well equipped to pass it. Yes, when you're a senior, you're like, man, I don't remember what I learned my freshman year, my first class. Um, but when you go back and you read stuff, you're like, okay, I remember this. Like, I, I may not remember, it starts trickling in and like, oh yeah, this is this, this is this. So this is this theory and, th and like, so you're just like, okay, I get it. Um, during that time when I took my comps in January. So um, during the time that I was studying, um, there was a couple of other Sigma news that were um, comm majors that were studying with us. Um, but then also Ashley Doherty um, would study. I would go, they would come down to the Sigma new. We had our uh, library set up like we had our tables and we all had our books and we would study for like two, three, four hours in a row, take a break, go to lunch, come back two, three, four hours in a row. And then we would quiz each other. Um, and then during the, the, the lead up to comps, we would go to each other's places just to study. And then we would quiz each other. Um, the day of comps, it was one of those, 
you take a deep breath and just but give it all so, to God. So I remember opening a sp specifically for the calm for the for the calm test. I remember that that couple minutes before they pass out your envelopes and it's all sealed. You're sitting there, the blue books are in front of you, and you're like, okay, well, like it's here. I gotta take yeah. it. Yeah. And, and then you open. I remember as a car major opening the envelope, looking at the test, and spending the first five minutes just like, man. I oh, oh like, I, I agree with this. And yeah, I, I, this, this was like day one studying. I, I had yeah. that. Oh, I, I agree with you. Like, I remember opening up the book and looking at the first page and looking at it and drawing a brain fart and like, I don't know this. And I'm like, all right, let me switch. This. Let me see what, what else is on here so that I know like, am I going to have a brain fart throughout this whole thing and I'm going to be stuck? Then I was like, all right. And then I closed the book. I remember this vividly. I closed the book and took a deep breath. I said a prayer and I opened <laughs> my book up and I said, Adam, if you don't know it, you ain't going to know it. Just answer the question to your best of your ability. And if I, I haven't been to Bethany in a, a while, but I could go into um, Weimar. Weimar Lecture Hall and I could pinpoint my seat where I was and sit right there and then look down and be like, yep, I was here. I was here. And then, and just, just taking it and it was, once you get in a groove, that was the one thing. Like once I got in, day two was easier for me than day one um, because day one had a lot of multiple choice. So like they gave you a lot of multiple choice and day two was more on the theory, law. So it was more writing. And I was just like, okay, I could, I could knock this out. Uh, but day one, it was just like, I would go through and first answer the questions that I didn't know. Um, without answering those questions, I'll skip them if I needed to, um, and then go back to them with whatever time was left. Um, day two, it was just like, I went in, was like, all right, Adam, let's do a little bit more studying. Um, day two, and just say, look, it's going to be on law. Just know all law facts that you know, know your theories. And then just, Potter box, I, better know the Potter box. The, the, the pot, yeah, and that's the thing, and it was just like, just know your theory. And then I had Dr. Cook in the back of my head being like, make sure you have this, make sure. And I was just like, all right. I remember day two, the first thing I did when, when I opened up, I looked at it and then I looked on my blue notebook and I wrote down every like um, law and theory that I figured are going to be used in this question. So I just wrote them down real quick because I was like, if I have them written down and I forget, I could just go back. And so I did that and I would write, right? And once I, like, once I finished, it was, you you have a sense of euphoria, but also nervousness because you're like, all right, now is the waiting game. Do I get this call? Do I get this call? Do I? And that's the thing a lot of people, now it's not so much because before you go into comps, you already know what your oral schedule is. If you get the call- yeah. It basically means like, hey, you don't have to, which is what it was. Don't come to, yeah. don't to come, but yeah. that that fear. But it was the euphoria is a good one because it is one of those when you finish that test on Tuesday, you kind of hit that. Well, and it's done. I mean, <laughs> yep, I exactly. I don't know if I, I think I sounded right, but <laughs> yeah, exactly. back, like yeah, yeah, it, and it was one of those things like. I knew if I failed it, that I'm like, all right, then you have the strength to take it. You know what you kind of messed up on. You know what to re restudy. But it was just like, all right, Adam, you took it. Now let's let's just wait. And it was almost like you wanted to wait anxiously, but then it was like you're gonna drive yourself crazy. So I just went about it like, look, they call me, they call me. They don't, they don't. I look to see what my schedule is, and boom, and they didn't call me. I was like, all right, cool. And then, then the next thing was finding out who was on your rentons and then being like, all right, what teachers are going to be there? Is it going to be somebody I've taken, somebody who's cool with me? Who's, is it going to be somebody who's going to bust my chops? Like, oh, why is it? And then just keep digging. Um, and for my comps, I had Kathy Furby. Um, uh, Kathy Furby, I had um, 
Dr. Sutherland and um, was it Joseph? Levano? Yeah, Dr. Lovano. No, so, sorry, uh, Professor Rudari. I had Professor Rudari. So I had Professor Rudari for three classes because I was also a music minor and then I was also a Spanish minor. Kathy Furby, I, I had for one class. Um, and they typically put a teacher that you only had once in your um, comps and then somebody from your major and somebody from either your minor. So I was just like, okay, cool. So when I went in, I was just like, all right, I know these people. I was like, I made it this far. I don't think they're gonna, like, they're either gonna like drill me because I'm close to distinction or they're gonna just mm. hone in on something that is like, you know it, but we wanna make sure you know it. Mm. And so, Trust me, those first 10 minutes, you're sweating bullets. I'm there in, in, in my suit and everything and like blazer. And I'm just like, all right. And I'm trying to answer like eye contact when I'm talking to people and like, all right, talking to them, not like looking down and like not feeling confident. After the first 10 minutes, it was just like, I started talking. And then I remember uh, Professor Rudari going like this, you can relax. And I was just like, and they all threw like, yeah, you can relax. I was like, and I just, I sat back and I was like, all right. And then they just started throwing questions out to me. And I was just like, all right, cool. And then you go outside and then they, you wait like five, 10 minutes and they come back and they're like, congratulations. I was like, hallelujah. So that, that's where it was a, a good euphoric state. And of course that coming out of those doors uh, of Harlan um, were, were great just to see because of course you always go in and like, yeah, I have friends. They're gonna like, they're gonna be outside. But then sometimes you're like, man, what if? What if nobody outside? shows up? Yeah, like nobody like, shows. Like, am I gonna go out? Like, and nobody be there? Is like, am I gonna go out like wanting somebody to be like, yeah, and then nobody be there and just be like, hey, hey how you thanks. doing, guys? <laughs> so, and at the time, since I was taking it in January. Um, my girlfriend at the time um, was Lindsay Keys, um, and she was from Colorado, so I didn't know she was coming in. Um, and then she had called my parents, and she came in for it. I didn't know, and then my parents were like, "Yeah, if you go down, please give them a hug and a kiss and everything." And so, like, when I came out, I had all my friends. Like Ashley Doffy was there, like Sigma News were there, and everything. They were all outside, and she was there. And she was like, "Here, your mom gave you this." And everything so it was it was almost like i said like from the beginning bethany was a family so mm -hmm. to be able to come out and see who i considered family there was even better because then i looked at it as i have a semester left i'm here finishing up whatever classes i have left with my family and i'm gonna enjoy these last three months with my family so um, it was a it was a great great time great time. So from graduation, how does mm -hmm. the road lead you back to Bethany again? And then what are you? So we'll start there. How does the road lead you back to Bethany? Um. So once I finished graduation, um, I knew at that time I was like, man, I really want to do music video production. Um, but then I knew at that time it was just like that was an industry that you have to know somebody in the field. So I was like, well, I'm going back to New York. Um, and at that time I was like, man, I'm gonna go back to New York. Let me find a job and try to see if I could get into a radio station. Uh, uh, and it was, it was just difficult. So it's just started working. And then I got into, um, I started working at a gym and then I started coaching my high school alma mater track and field. So I did that for two years. Then I grew the love of helping students. So, and helping my um, high school students, not just on the track and field side, but the academic side. Um, so in those two years, I had juniors and seniors. So some of them were really good athletes, but they were like, man, I wanna go to college, but I don't know if I could go to college. So I was just like, well, have you ever heard of Bethany? That's where I went, this is what I did. Um, so I started doing like recruiting for Bethany while I was a high school coach. Um, and when I was a high school coach, I ended up going and taking a couple of athletes um, to like a Northern Panhandle uh, college tour. 
Um, we, we went to like Seton Hill, um, Seton Hill, Grove City, uh, Westlip, Bethany, Washington and Jefferson and uh, we and Jesuit at a university. So I took them, it was like a weekend, like we left on a Thursday and we went Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then I hit all those spots and it was seven students and all seven students got accepted to all those schools um, and got scholar, academic and athletic scholarships where were applicable because Seton Hill was a division two school. Uh, Wheeling Jesuit was a division two school. So they, they all got scholarships. So just seeing their, their happiness, because again, all these kids grew up in the projects. We, we, I understood where they were coming from. They had parents that put them in Catholic school because they wanted to give them something different. So they, with they wanted that, to give them the opportunity to get out and go. Yeah, to get out and go. So I was just like, well, let me do what I didn't have a, ch someone couldn't do for me when I was in high school. They just was like, yeah, you should go. They, there was nobody to say, oh, jump it. Let's, we're going to get a van. We're going to go visit these places. I just took it upon myself. I was like, I'm going to do it because I was like, even if I could get one or two of them to go, I'm cool. That's a hundred, that's a home run hit for me um, to be able to get them all scholarships and accepted into those schools. I was just like, man, that felt good. And um, at that time, it was just, man, I, would, I wouldn't mind doing this. Like, I wouldn't mind recruiting and going back into the college realm. It took me some time. I ended up getting promoted at my, um, uh, the gym, the fitness facility, and moved to the northern, uh, northern Virginia. And I became a manager of the sister gym out in Virginia. So I ended up moving out there, coaching. I ended up coaching a, a Jewish day school out there for five, six, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh graders, uh, because their twelfth year they actually go to Israel for their semester. So I coached there, and I was doing working in a gym in the fitness world. Um, but that was still in the back of my mind, like, man, I I, I want to do go back to school. I want to do what I that that love that building that holistic student. I want to do that. I want to do that. So. During that time, I worked for like two and a half years in the fitness world and coaching and then had the opportunity to get a job back in Pittsburgh with the Art Institute of Pittsburgh. So I was like that. I was like, this is great. It's recruiting, but not at Bethany, but it's recruiting. So I'm in just in the field of recruiting. I was like, let me just get my feet wet. At that time, I was talking to Coach Upton. I was like, hey, if you need a coach, I don't mind coaching. I'm um, at that time. I didn't have a, a child yet. I only had my uh, my girlfriend at the time. So I was like, I'll coach. You don't have to pay me. Don't worry. I just want to. Hopefully, there's no job there right now. But hopefully, you could get me on. So um, we're coaching at Bethany the Throwers and working in Pittsburgh, living in um, we're in West Virginia, and that's what I did until I was able to get a job as an enrollment counselor at Bethany, and then it was like, bam still coach doing the same thing um at that time and living in we're in and it was just it was golden i was just like man i'm gonna the way i'm gonna recruit is i'm gonna recruit on what attracted me and what kept me in bethany and that's how i went about it um i was always honest um i was always honest and then especially when we had international students um students whose parents only spoke spanish like their son or daughter was able to speak English and Spanish, but parents are different. Like they, they need to feel comfortable, especially Hispanic parents. They need to feel comfortable in understanding like you're not taking advantage of me. So I would just be honest with them. I was like, look, this, this school is great for your child, but if you don't feel comfortable, I would say, wait, maybe go to a community college. But then sometimes I would be like, look, I came from New York and I came from a diverse area. I felt fine. They would always have to like, oh, are people racist here? I was like, no, like they're welcoming. I was like, I call this my home. And then there was like, okay. And then they would contact me. And my my biggest fault was I always asked open-ended questions to prospective parents and students. And more questions would just drop, like roll in. But then the other was um I always told them that they could contact me if they needed to talk about um, something, the parents, because I always say if you combine the parents, 
if the student likes it, if you buy in the parent, then the student is going to go. And I always bought in the parents, and it was just, I thought of my mom. My mom was a single mom. I had my stepfather, but my mom and my stepdad kind of pushed me. My brother ended up going to Bethany too, and he graduated. So it was one of those things like I just, my parents felt so comfortable leaving me at Bethany, especially when they dropped me off. They were like, stay here, Adam. This is where you need to be. So that's what I wanted to provide for parents, let alone for students. So in, and from that time at Bethany, you've stayed in the field of recruiting? Uh, so I stayed in the field of recruiting um, for another couple of years. And then I moved into more of an uh, advisor role. Like while I was at Bethany, I ended up being at the time, it was called the Black Alliance uh, Club. Um, but now it's the BSU there. Um, I was their advisor. Um, and then I went to Wheeling Jesuit University and I stood with recruiting there uh, for about a year and a half. Um, I ended up going to Eastern Gateway Community College and became a trio SSS um, academic, uh, student services um, advisor there. Um, and then from there, I came to the University of Pikeville. Um, during my, that time, I went from having a bachelor's degree to a master's degree, and now I'm in, my, in the process of getting my PhD in um, higher ed administration and educational leadership. And the master's is from Liberty? No, no. Um, so my, my PhD is going to be from Liberty. My master's degree is from um, Argosy University online. So when I was working at the Art Institute of Pittsburgh, I was fortunate enough to be able to get my uh, master's in educational leadership from um, Argosy. Um, and now I'm getting my PhD from Liberty University. So <clears throat> I'm going to wrap this up with two questions. Okay. You touched on, on answers on both of them, but so the okay. first question is why division three? If you're talking to somebody that's on that cusp, maybe division two, possibly, but you know, that, that stigma of division three, want to ignore division three because there's no scholarships, blah, blah, blah. Why division three? Um, for me, why division three is because you, the talent level if you're that good and you just can't get that quote-unquote scholarship for Division Two, Division uh, One, the talent level in a Division Three school is still up there. You would still compete with some of the best athletes in America. And then if you surpass what your level of athleticism or your sport in a Division Three those division two, division one schools will come call. They will call for you. They will look for you because they don't lose out on, oh, we're going to lose a year of eligibility. They're, they're like, oh man, like we may be able to scoop this kid up. He may help us in this position. We get If we're able to offer him a three quarters of a ride or a fourth of a ride, that may be good enough to get him here and then he could grow on it. So for me, it's, if you're that good, go to division three, show out, they'll come calling. But also division three allows you to have that. Um, now as an adult, I always say work-life balance. Division three allows you to have student-life balance because you are a student first. That's that also an athlete, playing a sport. A sport, that's also playing a sport. When you get to that level of D2, NAIA, Division One, they're paying you to play a sport. And also go, go to school. So yes, your focus is school, but they need you on the sports side. They will, some schools, some institutions will assist you in the, 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 the student aspect, the academic side. So. On the leapfrog off of why Division Three, why Bethany? Why Bethany? Because um, it felt like home, man. It, it, it felt like home, and that, that was my big thing. It was just like, um, for any student that's going out and needing a place that 
you want a small atmosphere. You want people to know you by name rather than knowing you by your last four digits of your social, as many big universities are. Um, Bethany was it. Bethany should be it. You know, like you want that home feeling. You want to be able to say, man, I could see a professor walking down to the cath and just say, hey, how are you doing, Dr. Lovano? And know they're going to start a conversation up with you that it's not about school. Mm. They're going to chop it up. Oh, how are you doing? If you like sports and that, that person likes sports, so they're going to be like, oh, yeah, what's up, Colin? Did you see that game? Did you see that, that thing? So it was one of those, like, that embrace that atmosphere is why I chose Bethany, that home feeling, because it was home and I made family members at Bethany. Um, like I had a, a really, 2019 was pretty bad. The family of Bethanians helped 2019, 2020 during the pandemic year. Like they are my family. When I say Steve Reddick is my family, Justin Cox is my family, Chris Feast is my family, things like that. Those people that helped grow me spiritually, um, holistically, professionally, those people helped me and they are Bethanians. So. Well, Adam, I want to say thank you very much for stopping by the show. No problem. We're going to send it to another staple of, of this small little corner of ours here in the Northern Panhandle, Chambers General Store and Harry Chambers. He's going to tell us everything oh, about Chambers. it. Because if Chambers, Chambers doesn't great. have it, you don't need it. Am I wrong? It. You don't need it. Yep, exactly. So this has been the Dingo Talk Alumni Tour. I am Carla Guadagnino, Adam Yanos, class of 2005. Uh, but Harry Chambers, Leo, whatever you're going by this week, take it away. <laughs> Just watched another exciting episode of Dingo Talk, recorded in the secret lair deep in the hills of Bethany, West Virginia. Let me give a shout out to my man Don over at Maple Shade Outdoor. He got some great, he's got some great stuff going on over there on YouTube and Instagram. Please make sure you check him out. Also, now available as promised, we have the second edition Bethany, West Virginia Mushroom Capital of the World T-shirts and our Chambers General Store. If we don't have it, you don't need it T-shirts. Available in all sizes. So make sure you stop by the store for a t shirt, breakfast sandwich, or sausage biscuits and gravy, and make sure to check out those daily lunch specials. Now back to you, Dingo.